You're listening to your terrible podcast. A podcast. You are listening to your podcast. That's to your. You are listening to the Tableau podcast. Welcome to the Tableau podcast. What? Thanks to you guys, the Tableau podcast has been selected as Apple Podcasts best listens of 2019 round of applause for yourselves and also spotify's podcast picks of 2019 okay uh these are basically like the biggest awards a podcast can get okay as far as i'm concerned is that true so i don't care if it's true uh but seriously like it's only been like 4 months Uh this is the 19th episode and already you guys have made this podcast uh the most, you know, one of the most um popular podcasts in the world. Uh that's incredible for me because exactly four months ago I was not a podcaster. Yeah, it's felt longer. Yeah. Only four months ago I was merely a rapper/ slash best-selling novelist well not novel short stories but two books yeah i was merely singer songwriter producer rapper short story collection writer best-selling essayist also sold out calendars like everywhere you know uh just killed it with the calendars by the way thank you so much for supporting that so you know four months ago I was nothing but you know the number one artist in Korea. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and uh and a bunch of other countries that have iTunes and Apple Music and Spotify, you know. Uh Sleepless in slash uh the album did great and you know I was merely a musician that was on world tours. sold out sold out shows everywhere um but now thanks to you guys i am officially a podcaster thank you so much i was nothing before this did i mention that i also have a 9-year-old daughter named haru <laughs> uh who i spend a lot of time with i read books with her did i mention that Okay. Yeah. Does she care about this podcast? Uh she knows about it. <laughs> well, here's the thing, guys. Um because I'm so humble, <laughs> I would like to say that I owe all of this to you. Okay? Like really, I didn't do anything, so let me just give some like quick uh like shout-outs. Um thanks to you guys, the fans. all of you that are following our Instagram, Twitter, all of you that are having those crazy talks on Discord. Uh thanks to Diane, our producer here whose laugh uh was the perfect soundtrack to everything that's been said here. Uh thanks to the guy that's not here right now, Ed Nam, Eddie Nam, the brother of the younger brother of K-pop sensation Eric Nam, uh who uh who has been like a regular here you know who has been robin to my batman who has been 
at times your joker well <laughs> i wouldn't go so far the as riddler to... at times the riddler uh, <laughs> would i even call him the riddler though i don't know not even the penguin he's he's more like a the red hood i don't know if you've heard of that villain yeah you know a minor character um but thanks to eddie uh thanks to ian management thanks to oh, epic high and our label ours our uh our independent label thanks to uh thanks to them for like truly not caring at all about this podcast uh for the last four months they have never ever uh said anything about the <laughs> podcast on their socials they've never asked me how it's going uh, they've never congratulated me, but thank you for that because it's allowed me the space to grow on my own. <laughs> Thanks to Dive Studios, who's making all this possible, who's paying for all this. Well, technically, we're paying together, right? Uh, Where's that ad money, dude? I haven't seen it. It's to keep singing here. Okay, wait, wait. I don't want to get negative. Singing okay. is expensive. Dude, I was... How expensive are you? Is all the Spotify and Anchor money going to you right now? Our camera guy is rich, dude. We thank him the most. Okay, four months ago when he started, he was just, you know, here with one camera, like sweating like crazy. Just, you know, very uncomfortable person. But um, now, you know... Last time he came back from like a trip to like Japan or something yeah. and then like brought back chocolates. Expensive chocolates yeah. immediately, with Spotify money. <laughs> immediately I knew that was Spotify money. Uh, and now he's, you know, every time he comes, he's got like better clothes. Okay. And apparently he's like helping like family. We're paying for his yeah, yeah, he's he's paying for all this stuff, you know. And like I'm glad that uh, the Tableau podcast can do this for you. Uh, anyways, thank you very much. Uh, and it's Christmas soon. So this is like the biggest Christmas gift to me. Oh. Thank you guys. You guys are so awesome. Um, Christmas is like right around the corner. And already you walk the streets and you can hear, All I want for Christmas is... is... No, you got to wait a little longer. Diane, you can't. You gotta wait a little I'm longer. Which part of Christmas. Is you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it's definitely uh, season's greetings time. And uh, so, what comes to mind when you think about Christmas? For me, of course, Christmas songs. Okay, what are the greatest Christmas songs ever? Uh, Diane, you have any favorites? I have, uh, I like Last Christmas. Oh. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. There's a, there's, there's one version with, like, a rap group. That's not Epic High. <laughs> yeah, we've never done a Christmas, oh, actually, we have done a Christmas song. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. What is um, it called? It's actually up on YouTube, too. It's, it's called No More Christmas. Okay. Very Epic High. Yeah. Uh, it's about, like, how Christmas sucks. And my lyrics start off with me saying that, like, you know, Rudolph's nose. Yeah. I'm like, is it like my nose is red? Is it because I'm, you know, drunk? Like, is it because I'm so miserable? And then I talk about how shitty the world is. 
and how Christmas is making me even more depressed and I'm longing for no more Christmases. Yeah. Um, so that song is a that song is a you crowd bitch. pleaser. You know, that song <laughs> should brighten up any Christmas gathering. Uh, yeah, play it with your uh, family when you guys are like visiting your parents. Just just, you know, blast that shit. No more Christmas. Have you gone caroling? Uh, yes, I have gone caroling when I was a little kid. Um, you know, for me, it was just like trick-or-treating. I Don't ask me about my childhood and Christmas. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, it led to no more, no more Christmas. So let me tell you about my um, experience with Christmas. Okay. Okay. So I grew up in a very, 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 how do I say this? Religious family. Okay, very Christian family. Um, it was just that way when I was born. Okay, so Christmas, the birth of Christ. Um, Christmas, for our family at least, was not a time to, you know, put up Christmas trees and, you know, go to, go to big warehouse stores and, you know, buy like the new PlayStation or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. For us, it was, it was a time to like go to church go to church again, pray, yeah. and then keep praying. Um, anyways, that that's what Christmas was. It wasn't really like festive, ever. Um, and that's how I grew up. But do and you, that's the end of the episode, guys. Um, that's the end of the episode, guys. Do you do anything special for your own family for Christmas? Or well, have you done anything special for Christmas for like Hadu or something? Here's the thing. Okay, so now that I have my own family, um, you know, I always had this thing about like one day, you know, when I have my own family, I'm going to make Christmas like a bash, right? Because I never really got to enjoy Christmas until like I was in college, you know, and um, unfortunately, all the Christmases since college, I, I don't remember um, because we were really drunk. Um, so we would like wake up the day. The, yeah, it was like <laughs> the next year. OK, we would like we would gather ourselves and we'd be like, huh? Yo, oh, my God, dude. That was a year ago? You just hear, you wake up to 10, 9, Oh, that was the craziest alarm. <laughs> but anyways, um, so I, I always, you know, told myself that one day when I have a family, Christmas is going to be awesome. Here's the thing. Almost every day is Christmas for Haru. Okay? Like, she said it herself. She said, dude, every day is, you know, Christmas for me. It's like, it's fun. I like life. It's fun. And I'm like, you know, I okay, obviously I did I did a good job, but um because of that, my plan to make Christmas this special bash isn't working out because um last year we went to get a Christmas tree together, Haru and I and and Hejongi, the three of us went and Haru picked out all the ornaments and stuff and then we put up the tree and it was like really fun. We spent the entire day at this Christmas tree place, like just looking around and finding the right tree. And 
um, last week, actually, I was hanging out with Haru and I said to her, like, dude, do you want to go get another tree? And she's like, what are you talking about? The tree we put up last year is still there. And I'm like, it is? No way. Yeah, it's still in our living room. Probably. Um, so <laughs> apparently we've had this tree for the entire year. So she's like, she's like, what's the point of getting another tree? It's already there. We would have like two trees and that would make it really awkward for the other tree. Because we would have to, you know. Is we... it not rotten? No, no. It was a, it's a plastic. Oh, it's made out of plastic. Okay, okay. So Haru likes to imbue like, um, uh, you know, life to inanimate objects. You know? Yeah. Like if I try to get her, get her a new device or something, she feels really bad for the old, advi uh, old device. So for example, if I get her a new iPad, She'll be like, but what about the i? What about my iPad? What happens to him? What happens to her? And um, it's really cute. But she doesn't want this awkward situation with like a new tree coming into our living room and the old tree's like, what the hell, dude? What about me? I've been sitting here for the last year. You guys have barely looked at me, and now you bring this new tree and with with new ornaments. Like, what did I do? That wasn't sufficient enough for me to be here for another year. Uh, anyways, long story short, I think Christmas is just going to be, you know, another day <laughs> for us this year. Does she not, like, make, like, a Christmas list? And, like, does she care about Santa? Like, does she give a fuck about Santa? Here's the thing. Okay, so so I asked her uh, what she wants for Christmas, and she said she wants Twinkies. And um, <laughs> I was like, you know, the Twinkies, like, that you eat and she's like yeah and i'm like but i just i got you twinkies last time because you really wanted twinkies and she's like yeah and twinkies last forever so again i don't need more twinkies she still has some of the twinkies that i got her last time yeah so um you know uh, i'm grateful that she doesn't like have lists and she doesn't like you know bombard me with things i have to buy but like she, like she really doesn't want anything. She's like, I have, I have, you know, I don't, I have enough. Like, was I, there like a thing or gadget or toy when you were a kid that you like really, really wanted? Me? Yeah, like you would like <laughs> beg your Let, parents to get you, and knowing they wouldn't. Diane keeps on um, <laughs> triggering keeps you. On, no, well, keeps on <laughs> taking me back. Um, so here's my thing. Was there a toy that what was there a specific toy that I wanted? Yeah, um, like a Christmas story and well, his BB gun. I wanted a toy. Oh my god! In general, I w I would have in enjoyed a toy. Okay. Um, here are some of the things that I got as Christmas gifts from my parents when I was a little kid. Okay, the Holy Bible. I knew it. Okay, uh, a collection of comics. Which I was like, oh my god, they got me comics this year. And I looked and it was uh, like Bible stories. Um, I, I wasn't given many toys. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like um, we had a pretty like low toy policy in the house, like in general. Um, they just, you know, were unnecessary and perhaps distractions from my purpose in life, which was to 
get at those books and crush it and be a, a, a spiritual, holy person. You know, uh, the one thing I begged for when I was 10, like begged, mm -hmm. was for a tape recorder and tapes. Why? Like a mini tape recorder, like that, like journalists. Type. Oh, that's cool. Because I, um, for some reason, I just remember it as a kid being in the car a lot, mm -hmm. and it's really boring to be in the car because I didn't have a CD player, like an MP3, obviously. Mm -hmm. So I would record all my favorite movies and TV shows and mm -hmm. just listen to them. But like, I would have to, dude, hold the tape recorder to the speaker up at the TV and just like. And then sit you would there. take it around listening to it later. And then so because of that, I've memorized. I, I don't anymore, but I had memorized multiple dialogues of movies and TV shows, like episodes, Diane, beat for beat. You invented podcasting. What? That's not podcasting. You were listening to like these things as podcasts, basically, <laughs> instead of watching them. You invented, Diane Kang invented podcasting, dude. Um, here's the thing. I... Now I just had a memory. Ooh. Okay. I I'm sorry that I, you know, said that about my parents because they did give me a gift. Uh they got me a snowboard when Whoa. I was when I was in like 7th grade I think. They got me a snowboard because I really really re really wanted to snowboard. Okay? And at the time snowboarding had just become big and like, you know, if you were cool, if you wanted to be deemed as cool, like you couldn't ski. Okay. So I wanted a snowboard. My dad got me one. It was a Kemper snowboard. That was the brand. It was um it was like turquoise color. Um and I was so happy and, and because I had done well at school, I think that my dad got it for me. And like I was like crying because I was so happy. But what happened was I took this snowboarding and then I got hurt. And then my dad got so mad at me. He's like, I told you. That's why. <laughs> you know, you, you shouldn't. You no, know, I shouldn't have gotten you this. And got really mad. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I miss my dad. Um, <laughs> I miss my dad a lot. And that's what Christmas does, you know. It Christmas is a time for you know, Christmas carols and you know going out and getting drunk with your friends and shopping and stuff. But also Christmas is a time for uh, bringing back memories of like you know, um, past days with your family. And you know, um, when I say that you know like I grew up in a not festive environment, you know I I don't mean to like. I don't mean to like put down what my parents were trying to do for me. Um, so, well, anyways, this is the end of the podcast today. Um, <laughs> I have uh, pictures of me meeting Santa and sobbing. Oh, really? I was so scared because I was excited at first. Oh, so you were just like, how do have you? No, that's like a thing. Kids, kids, kids cry oh. when they meet Santa because they're terrified. Okay. It's a fucking giant man who you don't know. And you're being told to like sit with him. There was an episode on Superman Returns, the show that I was on with Haru. Uh -huh. It was like a reality show. And the the episode that really blew up was I, I dressed up as Santa for Christmas and I went to Haru's um like preschool to give her a gift and to you know, I thought she would love it. And Haru went like <laughs> berserk. Okay, not even just crying, like she went 
berserk. <laughs> like she got violent. Yeah, she 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 started crying at first. She ran away, and then she, she came back, and I was like, "It's daddy, it's daddy. Don't worry." And I took off the mustache, and I was like, "It's daddy, don't worry." And she's like, "Take it off." It was. <laughs> It became like this big thing on the internet because it was hilarious, right? Like this, this dad, you know, this young dad that like isn't really good at this yet, um, trying to do some something sweet for Christmas and like it's just not working out for me, you know? And um, yeah, I think it's because all of the red, right? The, it must be, or it just like it's so much. Um, but what I'm saying is like, like. It's usually because I think the red. A lot of there's a lot of red. It's like bulls. They're yeah. triggered. But I asked how to like years later um, why she reacted so harshly to my Santa thing, and she told me it wasn't because of the red. It wasn't because of you know like it wasn't because she wasn't used to what like Santa is. She was weirded out the fact by the fact that her dad me. Was being another person, oh. and she didn't really. She she says she, it, that scared her that her dad had now become this other person and is no longer her dad, and that creeped her out. And I heard that answer, and I was like, "Oh, so for all these years, that's what you were thinking, like." No, how to do that? I'm I'm gonna be your dad forever. Like no matter what I look like, like no matter what happens, right? And she's like, "Oh, I know that now." But like back then, I was like, "Why is this dude, um, all of a sudden like, why does why did why is he dressing up like a different person?" Oh, because essentially you becoming Santa made it so that there was like a universe to her where you didn't exist. Yeah, like I had now transferred. Yeah, like my my being had become this stranger, to stranger him. with a horrible white mustache. You know, like <laughs> not a mustache, like a full set of beard, right? Yeah. Like, and that that weirded her out. I That's guess. actually very logical and like reasonable. You're like, oh, yeah, that would freak me out. <laughs> um, Diane. Um, oh no, don't. So <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> okay, Diane gave me like a memo pad for me to scribble on while I do this podcast. And she had already <laughs> written something on here, and it says here, Korean cult leading tourists to their like I don't know lair. <laughs> what is this? Why did you write this here? Because we talked about like potentially writing like a script together, and I was just writing crazy premises or like premises that exist already that seem crazy and like where it could go. But, like, but I love how it was, um, it's like a reminder pad, you know, I always Keywords. do this, too. But yeah. I love how you um, you yeah. didn't just say Korean cult leading tourists to their lair. You wrote <laughs> like it was like you were thinking, but you were also writing it all down like yeah. tourists to their like, I don't know, lair. Yeah, it's funny that you actually wrote like, I don't know. You know, that's a, a thing, a habit I developed from doing screenwriting like classes and reading scripts but you literally wrote like i don't know yeah where that that's a habit from uh that kind of training or whatever i like it <laughs> yeah i like it because like that comes that's a different vibe 
interest in reading it without the like, I don't know. Perfect segue, you mentioned film, like you mentioned screenplays. Okay, let's talk about some Christmas-like films, okay? What are some Christmas films that come to mind that will get you in the mood for Christmas? Home Alone, okay? That's the definitive movie. I saw that when I was a little kid. Um, I really identified with that character. Hating everyone. <laughs> well, like, I so wished sometimes that, like, there was one moment where I could be, you know, left at home um, by myself, by mistake, and, you know, I could be the king of the house for a little bit, you know? And all the crazy stuff that happens in, in that movie, like, you know, it's a fantasy for a little kid. You know, being away from your parents, having, you know, the time of your life. Um, little do, did I know, like, little do you know at that time that that is probably the scariest possible <laughs> yeah. thing that can happen, right? Like, there is nothing comedic or adventurous about the events of Home Alone. A minor being left at home by, you know, by negligent parents, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't care how many kids you have. How do you forget a kid and just leave him there? And anyways, and then all and then of all the houses that can be robbed, okay, Joe Pesci. It was Joe Pesci, right? Yeah, yeah. Joe Pesci, <laughs> possibly the scariest man alive, okay, <laughs> uh, is robbing your house. This is it's a bad situation. And okay? like also low key, not like even hesitating at the idea of like killing you. Yeah. To do it. And this is Joe Pesci we're talking about. Like, have you guys seen The Irishman? Have you seen it? No, no it's on Netflix. You you gotta watch it. It's a three and a half hour movie, okay? Martin Scorsese. Um, you know, he said Marvel films aren't Cinematic. cinema. And you watch this movie and you can see, you know, okay. Martin Scorsese, maybe the only person that's allowed to say that, right? Because this guy, three and a half hour movie, and it, it keeps you enthralled, mm. okay? Which is nearly impossible to do. I only know one other movie that's that long, and it's like Hamlet uh, by Kenneth Branagh. It's an amazing film, by the way. Four hour film, okay? There's an intermission in between the film. Like, what? Um, anyways, Joe Pesci's outside your door, okay, has a crowbar. It's a scary situation. And why didn't the parents, like, why didn't they come back right away? Like, why did it take so long? I don't remember. Why did it take so long for them to realize that they had left their kid, like, at home? Yeah, because isn't there, like, you have to, like, pick up the tickets? I'm so, like, you know what I'm talking about? It's like everyone got their tickets. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't you realize, like, right away? that the kid's not on the plane? Like, where did they go? I, I can't remember. No, you guys... she, re she realized on the plane. She realizes on the plane. She literally, like, closed her eyes in first class, like, settling it, and then she went, <gasps> Kevin! Okay, well, and that's cut great parenting. <laughs> okay, in your first, in your plush, <laughs> cushy, like, okay, first class seat. It's very okay boomer of Okay, <laughs> and you're just, yeah, it's... It's totally not acceptable, okay? And then you're like, oh, I forgot my kid, okay? And why didn't they come back right away? Because like, it's Christmas time, and so all the flights were booked, so they were, like, waiting for Dude, 
if I somehow, somehow in an alternate universe, was negligent and wealthy enough, okay, <laughs> to not realize that I had left my kid at home, okay, and I'm in my first class seat, and I'm like, um, did I forget anything? Did I did I did I bring the 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 bricks of gold? Um, oh wait, I forgot my kid. If that happened to me, I would. Okay, I couldn't stop the plane, right? But I would land, and then if there were no flights back, I would either take a boat. Okay, I would do something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I I hitchhike. I don't know. I don't know. Get a helicopter. Convince someone to give them your ticket. Or you clearly have this humongous house and all these kids that are like really well fed. Okay. One of the kids grows up to be one of the kids in succession. Okay. Like <laughs> you're like, you're rich. You're, you're first class. you like, you have some power to get a helicopter or something. Okay. Or like a hovercraft. I don't know. Just, I would do everything in my power to get back. Or I would do the more simple thing, which is just call somebody you know in the area, okay? Like a neighbor or something. Or like just someone. <laughs> the the government, I don't know. Like Police escort him to the airport yeah, so he can meet you in Paris. Yeah, like someone go to that house, okay? I know this defeats the premise of the movie, and I know this is way, way, way too late into the game to be, you know, talking about edits to this movie. <laughs> I mean, but as a kid, I didn't realize any of this. I was just watching it. I was like, ah, he's sledding down the, the stairs. Oh, that, that movie scene where, yeah. like, he's watching that black and white movie. Mm -hmm. By the way, you know, that's not a real movie. They made that for that scene. That's cool. Yeah, they didn't actually use an old film. They actually made an old film to be played. You know that scene where he, you know, you get you get away from here, you dirty, uh, you filthy, filthy animal. animal. Yeah, yeah. That was made for that, mm. uh, which is a you know, which is a great moment of uh, movie trivia. Yeah, the Tableau podcast, baby. But anyways, um, I would I would remedy this situation so quick, okay. Anyways, Home Alone had Home Alone 2, Home Alone 3, like Home Alone 4, right? I don't know. Oh, yeah, but by 4, it's like a different kid. Yeah. By the time you have more Home Alone situations, you, like, literally need to be arrested, okay? If you're, if you're a parent and you constantly have this Home Alone situation, okay, once is enough. Like, you need to be arrested, okay? For for negligence. Yeah. I mean, how does that keep happening? And also, while I'm at it, let me talk about the movie Taken. Okay? Have you seen Taken? No, but I know the premise. Okay, if your kid constantly gets kidnapped, <laughs> okay, maybe you are not, like, the greatest dad. Okay? Um... Yeah, like if you're if you're able to like infiltrate like this criminal syndicate and wipe them out like single-handedly, couldn't you just prevent your daughter from being kidnapped? Like you you have all this surveillance power 
And like you, I don't know, like Liam Neeson. What, what, what? I don't know what that character was. But was he like a like a CIA guy? I don't know. But you have all this like technology. Yeah, all this technology. You have all these resources, and like you know all this stuff, and like you could you couldn't maybe like have like a drone like surveilling her at the beginning maybe. And if it happened once, come on. <laughs> Fool me twice. Shame Dude, on me. <laughs> I imagine like a dinner. I imagine a Christmas dinner, okay, between um, Macaulay Culkin's parents. Okay, Mac I, Kevin. It was Kevin in Home Alone, right? So that character's parents and the t and and Liam Neeson from Taken. They have dinner together, right? And tell me about your kids. So the Home Alone parents are like, oh yeah, my kid Kevin. He's a sweetie. Um, but last Christmas, we actually, you know, accidentally left him home. And the Taken guy's like, how could you do that? How could you, how could you possibly forget to take your kid? And, and then they're like, well, what, tell us about your family. Well, my daughter was kidnapped again and again <laughs> and again. She's actually gone right now. You know, <laughs> it's just. I imagine like an AA meeting of these movie dads, these movie fictional movie parents, right? Where like they have these sequel situations where the same horrible thing happens again. No. All right. Uh, so I was talking about movie. What other movies are there for Christmas? I don't know why Taken came into this picture. It uh, should not. That should never happen. That. Oh my God. The the number one Christmas movie that like my brother and I strongly associate as like like our family. Let me guess. What? Uh, Love Actually. M me and okay. my brother. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do Let you me get, get my vibe? <laughs> one more. One more try. One more try. The Grinch. No. Okay. Never mind. A Christmas Story. A Christmas Story? Do you not know that movie? Is it like from the 1920s? It's from... A Christmas Story. It's... I want to say it's from 80s? A Christmas... Oh, 1983. Oh, 90s. Yeah, so... It's, oh, I think I know about this movie. you never seen it? Uh, it's a great screenplay. Uh, actually, I... This was when I was like... Like, like, I, I couldn't see this. I was just, I couldn't even talk. <laughs> I'm sorry, excuse me. <laughs> when this movie came out, like, I, I couldn't talk. Like, I couldn't okay. walk. You can still watch it when you could walk and talk. I mean, but how can you watch a movie when you can't talk it's, it's and walk? <laughs> like, how am I supposed to watch this You know, movie? you can watch movies. Like, later. they'll be around. Uh, later. You don't have to see it right when it comes out. Like my how my brother and I did. Oh, I'm looking at stills of this movie and it's um, a great, great movie. It has like so many iconic scenes, like uh, the whole uh, if a kid curses, cleaning their mouth with a bar of soap. Okay, I'm seeing a still from this movie and there's like a leg. Oh yeah, the lamp. It, it, yo, is this like a murder movie? No, so okay. it's about uh the kid who has um. Back in the 90s and I feel like late 80s, there's a lot of like coming of age movies where the like grown man version would narrate his like childhood memories, mm -hmm. you know? Like, mm -hmm. was it Stand By Me or? Yeah, yeah. Stand so By it's Me. Like, and and like... um, uh, Sandlot kind of sort of did. Goonies. It. Goonies. And so this was one of those movies. And uh, it's about Terminator. Him. It's about him really wanting a BB gun. 
and his parents refusing to get it for him for Christmas. And what's the deal with this leg? Because his dad is kind of like a skis ball, and he like spent hella money to get himself a, a a leg lamp. It's a lamp. Okay, so he's not just like so. This was like in the eighties, yeah. early eighties. So, um, but the movie set back in like the sixties. So the dad's 70s. a weird dude. Yeah. Questionable. He's like a super like grouchy, like, uh, like blue collar kind of guy. Okay, so this is the movie you recommend, A Christmas Story. Yeah, my brother and I love, love, love that movie. But the our favorite scene mm -hmm. was um, this kid at his school is there to lick a pole because it's like freezing, freezing. Oh, I've done that. And then he gets stuck. Yeah, I got and stuck. And the kids go back to class because they're like, they we just, have to go back. They just leave him there? And there's a shot, like a wide master shot from within the classroom of the kid just like this. Oh my god. <laughs> and like and then they, they just like, left him there? Well, I think there's a part where they like try to pull him and you can see like the his, tongue, yeah. his tongue coming undone. And my I, brother and I were obsessed with that scene. I got my tongue stuck on a chairlift. Um, so just <laughs> this is another thing from my childhood. But like, um Going back to the snowboard story, uh -huh. you know, so I was on a chairlift going up. Oh, yeah, yeah. And for some odd reason, I thought, you know, like it was like a science experiment. Will my tongue stick? And I did it and it did stick. Oh, my God. To to the metal rod yeah. um, of the chairlift. And I can see in the distance that soon I'm going to have to get off this chairlift. Right. And I, I'm, I'm not sure if I can like rip my tongue off because like I'm afraid I don't know how stuck it is but it's definitely stuck and I'm like if I do it really hard what if my like what if I pull out my tongue completely yeah. like how will I ever one day become a rapper and I'm like oh my god oh my god and then luckily um I was able to just you know like wiggle it off right before I had to you know get off but if I didn't you know, imagine, imagine what would have happened to me. No podcast, okay? No podcast happening, yeah. okay? I would have no tongue. Okay. I wonder I, how many kids probably have licked that chairlift. Probably because of this movie you you mentioned, and now no, that's a real thing. Like my brother and I, if we went to like Lake Tahoe, we would be like, I dare you to lick that. Probably one. because of this movie. Movies are influential, <laughs> and here's the thing. Now that you've mentioned this in 2019, Diane, yeah. you know how many people are running out right now? TikTok okay. ice lick challenge. Right now, there's a <laughs> yeah ice lick challenge, guys. <laughs> ice lick challenge. Get on your chairlifts. <laughs> yeah, get your tongue on that. Oh, uh, no, no. No ice lick challenge. Okay, that's just dangerous. Okay, well... Um, so that's your favorite... Oh, Nightmare Before Christmas. See, the, but people argue if that's a Halloween movie or if that's a Christmas movie. Okay, well, no argument in my family because Haru really hates it. She's so scared of it. Oh. Um, she doesn't like it. Uh, Gremlins. People don't know that Gremlins is a is a Christmas movie. I've never seen it. You've never seen Gremlins? Okay, I'll watch A Christmas Story. You watch Gremlins. And we report back okay. to each other. So in Gremlins, there's a there's a they go to this store to get their child, their son, uh, a special gift, and they go inside this, um, like antique like shop, and it's owned by 
a magical Asian. Okay. I know. A magical is. Asian. Some people would say that about you. <laughs> 1984. This was made in 1984, a year after your Christmas story. Okay. So there is this, like, you know, stereotypical, like, Asian sage, you know, who, of course, is magical and mystical. Freaky Friday fortune cookie. Yeah, so he's got like this. Uh, what, did, what did you just say? What is that? In the Lindsay Lohan version of Freaky Friday, the reason her and her mom switch bodies is because a mystic Asian woman who works at a Chinese restaurant gives them a fortune cookie. Okay. <laughs> well, this 1984 magical Asian, okay, you know, for some reason, in in that period of time, any movie that had it, like this Asian character was it was an old, like really old Asian man with the same beard and is a sage and has magical, mystical powers. Anyways, they go in the store and they there's a mogwai, okay, which is like a it's like a little I think it was a mogwai. It's it's a little furry looking thing. And you don't know this? You don't know what a gizmo is? A gizmo? You've, you've like definitely... Like gizmos and gadgets galore? No, you've definitely seen this guy before, though. Oh, yeah. Okay. That well, thing. No, dude, why are you getting scared of him? He's the cute one. Oh. He's the cute... He turns into something more horrifying, okay? But anyways, it's a, it's like a... You know, it's a very... It's like a classic B-movie. Um, but it's set in Christmas, you know? It's like... The, I think the moral, moral of the story, I'm really not sure about this at all. So don't quote me on it because I'm probably like completely wrong. I think the moral of the story is like don't ask um, for like Christmas presents. Okay. Because you might get it. Um, I think that's that's what the moral of the, that story was. And it was written by your parents. Well, it was the moral of... <laughs> It was the moral of the story, yeah. Like that was told to Screenplay me. By that was told. Dad. That's why you shouldn't get Christmas gifts because it can turn into if if when it gets wet, it can turn into these creepy monsters that will that will destroy you and kill you, and in in the sequel turn into like these wacky, crazy like multiple character. It's just insanity. Okay, Hulk Hogan, like, I don't know. But um, Gremlins was a Christmas movie. Oh. Yeah. I mentioned earlier that I have a song called No More Christmas. And obviously, clearly, I was not in a very good, um, you know, very good place when I wrote that song, right? Because, like, why would you make your only Christmas song, like, ever, uh, and call it No More Christmas and make it so depressing? Um, here's the thing. The holidays aren't all Mariah Carey, you know? The holidays aren't all, like, the snowman and me, like, Sia, that Sia song, right? Like, the holidays aren't, like, all about, like, 70% off at your favorite store. Like, sometimes, and for a lot of people, the holidays are actually the most uh, lonely, desolate time. And, and that's because you yourself are going through something and you're having like, you know, you're, you feel completely isolated. And outside, all this is going on where people are like 
you know, singing jingle bells. They're, you know, having a great time. And also you're reminded that a lot of people around the world are with their families, you know, with their, with their families that are still like intact, you know, and like having, you know, eggnog and ha having like fruitcake next to the fireplace and you're here alone or you're you're missing somebody um you have a family but you know it's not it's not the same family anymore and like it just you know this this you're not like consciously comparing but like it, it holidays make you aware of how you know that's how desolate you really are right like how how so, without yeah how like isolated you really are um so I, I i know for a fact that a lot of people that are listening right now um you know probably feel this way and i felt like that tons of times you know for me personally um like you know my father passed away uh years ago so and i was still too young to really know how to deal with it because it was so sudden and also very unnecessary. Um, so like for me, when I think about the holidays, I know I talked about like how he didn't get me gifts and stuff like that. But, you know, every time like any holiday really comes around, I am reminded that it's impossible for me to be with my whole family ever again, right? So um, personally, that's one of the reasons why I, I just let holidays slip by because I still haven't fully, uh, yeah, I don't think I've, I've completely really dealt with it yet. So I, I allow ho holidays to just be another Thursday, to be another Friday. And I think my family, my, my you know, my like Haru and Hejongi, I think they know that. I think they see it, so um, they let that happen, you know. And and in in return, I try to make every day of the year like a holiday, you know. Even if we have to go to work, even if Haru has to go to school, like we'll try to make some time during the day where it feels like a holiday, right? And um, for anybody that's listening right now who feels this way and who feels like they're more alone um, because it's not a time for being alone, uh, I, you know, just just letting you know that I, I know what it's like. And I hope that, you know, uh, you can, you know, I, I hope that you can like, I, I hope that you can smile again. You know, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. That the Pablo podcast family cares. Yeah, we care. You know, this is Christmas. <laughs> yeah, like um, we're the wonderful Christmas miracle. <laughs> yeah. So, if you're feeling like you're alone right now, um, go just on the Discord. Yeah, just go on Discord right now. There's a bunch of people, <laughs> okay, <laughs> that are just like, <laughs> there's a bunch of people that are doing the exact same thing, and I might be in there too, okay, on a Christmas. Uh, so. Yeah, like, uh, just go on, go on our Discord, go on our Instagram. There's like, um, just there's a lot of us out there. You are okay. You are my favorite gift. And maybe, 
don't listen to No More Christmas right now. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe if you're feeling this way, don't listen to No More Christmas. But if if songs that, you know, sad songs, if they help you, if you're the type where listening to a sad song makes you feel better, then maybe go and listen to that. But if not, you know, go, um, I don't know, just watch Home Alone. No, no, no. Watch, and be terrified. Watch, watch <laughs> Taken? No, watch Gremlins? No. Watch A Christmas Story? I, I don't know. Um, but Merry Christmas to y'all. And uh, I hope that this Christmas is a Christmas that is like truly meaningful. And it's not just about the trees and it's not just about the ornaments. It's not just about the food. And uh, I hope that, you know, you can, you can find some kind of warmth. Okay. True warmth. Not the warmth of a fireplace. Not the warmth of, you know, not, not, not the, not the fire of a, of a party. Uh, I just want you to feel like true warmth in your hearts. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. We love you all. The Tableau Podcast loves you all. <laughs>